Good morning, Pure Runners, to morning brews and cruise news. I'm your host, Trevor Shelby. Today is Sunday, fun day, July 2nd. Yesterday, I installed a new garbage disposal, and I broke the drain pipe. So perhaps no fun day for me. Coming up in today's episode, we're going to ask ourselves, which cruise ship just hit 30 years old? Did I just see another carnival ad? And we're going to talk about some of the best stateroom types on a cruise ship. But first, let's take a sip of this delicious coffee. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreading this one, guys. <laughs> Today we have Pioneer Woman. This is like cinnamon roll. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Just what I wanted. Oh. Oh, yeah. Kind of what do I imagine? <laughs> Expectations and reality were correct. I give this a solid, mmm, yummy, two out of ten. It's got the flavor that keeps on giving. <laughs> oh, man. Pioneer Woman, yeah. You know, that's like the Walmart brand. You know, they're, it's all over Walmart. Didn't know they made coffee. It was in there. I've got a special one. Okay, so I've never dug through all these coffees, but I've got a special pod, and it is hilarious. I It would pair well with the guy's burger, because <laughs> the Fieri man himself apparently makes coffees that are ridiculous, so I'm excited, but we're going to do that one with a special episode, but... Today, we're going over some of the latest cruise news and everything. I wanted to talk about yesterday's episode. There was very little in the way of cruise news. And so, and I want to do this show. I always put daily-ish because there's always a chance I'm going to miss an episode. And that's fine. It's going to happen. But, you know, if I can put something out, I will. There was like no news yesterday that was worth you know, recording over. So I wasn't going to waste my time. I thought it'd be fun. Let's talk about a new ship that's going to be coming out. It is what it is. I'm learning more and more about the different cruise lines because I've been such a carnival-centered person for all this time. And now I'm kind of branching out, spreading my little wings and, and learning how to fly in the cruising world. I don't know, guys. I'm just spouting things off here. Today we're going to be delving into the fascinating history of a beloved vessel, the Braemar, which has recently celebrated its 30th year anniversary in service. Now, originally debuting in 1993, this 25,000-ton ship has had quite a journey. Initially ordered for Crown Cruise Line, the ship, originally named Crown Dynasty, started its career under the Cunard Crown Dynasty banner due to a joint vin venture that they had. She first tasted the salty sea air while voyaging across the Atlantic to North America, where she spent her inaugural season in beautiful Canada and New England regions. From there, the ship's name and its banner has changed, you know, several times, eventually transforming into the Norwegian Majesty under the Norwegian Cruise Line banner. However, the vessel returned to her original owners in 1999 before being sold to Fred Olsen Cruise Lines two years later with a complete refurbishment and enlargement hull section. The ship started a whole new chapter under the name Bremar. 
The Braemar remained in service for almost two decades, but with the onset of COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, she entered the operational pause and has not come out of that pause. Now the Braemar is no longer listed as a Fred Olsen's ship, and it looks like it is for sale. They are shopping around for new owners. Just to kind of prepare myself for this news article, I watched some walkthroughs of this ship, the Braemar, and it was gorgeous. Even, you know, just before the pandemic, it was a fantastic ship. It only carried like 900 passengers, and it was a gorgeous ship. I mean, it took luxury up there, so... It was a nice, nice ship. I bet you it's still in really good shape, which is probably why it hasn't ended up in the scrapyard. It looks like it's a well-maintained, well-taken-care-of ship. To me, it really didn't look like it was out of date at all. So, I mean, that's just fantastic. So hopefully the Braemar finds new ownership and doesn't end up in the scrapyard. Now, as you search through social media or look at cruise options, you may be seeing Carnival advertisements pop up more often. And we're going to talk about that for a little bit. Let's dive into the strategic waters of advertising with Carnival Corporation. By the way, this is different coffee now, so don't, don't think I'm falling into a trap. Recently, during their second quarter earnings call, Carnival announced plans to optimize its advertising spending further. CEO Josh Weinstein shared that their existing marketing campaigns have been instrumental in driving awareness and consideration, leading to an impressive 87% increase in search performance compared to 2019. But that's not all. The company's also seen a 60% boost in paid search clicks over 2019, nearly doubling the 35 increase from just last quarter. The In response, Carnival has ramped up its sales and sales support staff by over 50% over the last few months. This not only benefits Carnival, but their trade partners as well. Look, looking ahead to meet Carnival's three-year targets, the company will further its brand efforts and adjust its advertising spend based on its effectiveness. Now, a 60% boost in paid search clicks <laughs> over 2019 is kind of... That's kind of crazy also. So, you know, when you're scrolling through Facebook and, and like... You know, every other ad might be a carnival ad. That's you know why. <laughs> oh man, you know it's funny. It's being a being a content creator for cruising, and I do research for you know different ships. Most recently, you know, I go to the Royal Caribbean's website and look at their media stuff and get video stuff for their packages and everything. And by doing that, it tells Facebook that I'm searching for a cruise, and now like I'll see a friend's post. Advertisement for a cruise. <laughs> it's like Virgin, Carnival, Norwegian. Okay, come on. <laughs> and so I get like ad after ad on Facebook. It's just nonstop. I see like one friend's post, two advertisements for cruises, and it's just nuts. Now to wrap up today, let's talk about the staterooms on cruise ships and what are my favorite staterooms to be, you know, more precise. Now, when you're booking a cruise, and this is kind of a tip, one thing that I always enjoy doing is look at the cost of the room, and if 
if the ship you're going on has spa access, so like, you know, with Carnival, they have the thermal suites. You pay a couple hundred dollars and you get access to those thermal suites all week long. If it's me and my wife doing it, then we're spending, you know, several hundred dollars to get access to those spa suites. If we're looking at like an interior cabin, let's say we're just gonna do just your bog standard interior, check out what the cost difference is for that spa room. Because if it's only like $200, let's say, let's say your cruise is $800 and it's a thousand bucks to get that spa room. Well, to get the spa access, you're going to spend $1,200. So you might as well go ahead, spend the thousand and you're for a spa room and you're going to get for free that access to the spa. So always kind of keep those things in mind. Watch those prices, kind of gauge what you think, you know, you may or may not want to be doing. And so that's something that I always think is very, very important. Also, you know, there's spa balconies. So do the same thing with a balcony as well. Speaking of balconies, one thing I don't like are just these standard balconies. Oh, there's Flinty. Oh my goodness, she's being a naughty girl. So uh, she wants to be on the show, guys. So speaking of balconies, I'm not a big fan of just the standard balconies. My kind of my more thing is a cove balcony. And I'll kind of tell you why the I like being kind of sunk in to the ship a little bit. I don't like sticking out there. I feel like a regular balcony can get windy at times, especially don't ever make this mistake. Do not. I'm just telling you right now, do not book the most forward, most balcony, because <laughs> you'll never enjoy it. You're going to step out there, but <laughs> the wind is just insane. Did it for our wedding cruise, and oh my gosh, I barely went out there. Every time you did, it was just like you're just smacked in the face with wind. But Cove Balconies, you're really close to the water. You get to see like the flying fish and the all kinds of sea life. We've seen jellyfish fields. I mean, just like crazy amount of jellyfish. We've seen dolphins, lots of lots of trash <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but you, you see all kinds of neat things when you're down there. Things you could you could see a little bit better than your standard balcony. I don't know. I just really enjoy a good Cove Balcony. Now, just about every cruise line has a different tiered, you know, rooms, some that are more geared for families, some that are more geared for re rest and relaxation. You can also look into those like Carnival has like Family Harbor and those kind of things. And so you could look into some of that and see if any of those meet your needs as well. You know, with Carnival, it kind of comes with a, a like, a, you know, designated food area for families. So you can kind of like take your kids to like one spot where they can kind of run around and play. And they're kind of locked up in a space that you can kind of take your eyes off of them for just a minute, you know, let them let them let them run themselves out. <laughs> now, I've never stayed in a suite, but I would love to. I just never did it because of the price. I always look at it and I'm like, oh, I could cruise two more times <laughs> with that. So I've always kind of stayed away from those rooms. But my favorite locations on a ship is going to be midship. And I don't really care like 
high or low. It, it doesn't really matter to me. You know, one thing I do recommend is looking at the ship plans and kind of seeing the things that you're going to be doing the most and then kind of plan out that way as well. So if you spend a lot of time up on Lido, why don't you get somewhere like right by Lido? If you're deck, deck below or deck around, if you're right around there, get something like that. I used to buy into the whole, you know, don't book the front of the ship because you're going to get seasick. Don't book the back of the ship because you're going to need to do this or that. I don't know. It. I don't seem to be affected either way. So I've been, my last couple of cruises, I was at the back of the ship and I've had cruises where I was right at the front of the ship and I was okay on all of them. So not, not a bad deal, really. So my question to you guys is, what is your favorite area to be on, you know, for your stateroom to be on a ship? And what kind of stateroom do you like the most? So if you prefer a balcony, do you prefer cove balconies? Do you prefer midship? Do you prefer to be at the front of the ship? Let me know. If you're listening on the podcasting platform, I do put a link to the YouTube video. So if you'd like to leave a comment as well, you could do it that way. So there you click the link, go to the YouTube video, then leave some comments. Say like, wow, Trevor, you look great. So there you go. <laughs> or why do you wear sunglasses in every episode, man? And it's like, you don't want to see these eyes this early, man. Now make sure you subscribe if you want to see me, you know, keep dancing. And I'll just keep on dancing away when I see that go up. I, I get really sad when it goes down, guys. But <laughs> anyways, guys. That is all the news that we have for you today. So stay tuned for more updates from Morning Brews and Cruise News. Make sure you are subscribed. My name is Trevor Shelby. Remember, folks, life is like a voyage. You never know where the seas may take you. It could take you to some delicious coffee or to a pioneer woman that serves you dirt. So stay alert, stay caffeinated, and above all else, stay cruising. Smooth sailing, peer runners.